When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. As I mentioned, uh, Justin Marshall um, had a flight delayed. He's currently in the skies somewhere. Um, But uh, Ben Francis caught up with... um, Justin Marshall a, a little bit earlier and we had to pick over the, the memories didn't we Ben of 2004 yes it's been that long do, do you remember what you were doing in 2004 I think I I was actually in Christchurch at the time oh, were you I would just, have been playing you, for Marist old boy had you just arrived yeah it was uh, almost a year in yeah. I, I was hung over in Europe <laughs> for all of 2004 you're hung over somewhere yeah so somewhere I think it was in Europe I, have we got that try what memories that was from 2004 Spencer, goodness, he's not going to pass it as he does to Rockathoko. Joe Rockathoko up the middle. He's got Hallowen with him. Oh, he didn't pass it, but he's found Collins in support. Count oh, Spencer. Oh, this is amazing. Carlos Spencer twists the knife in the end goal area. So last night, the Blues claimed their first win in Christchurch in 18 years, beating the Crusaders 27-23 in what has been described as one of the best Super Rugby matches of recent memory. Justin Marshall, do you remember the last time the Blues did win down in the Garden City? <laughs> yeah, hey, mate. Um, I certainly do, and unfortunately I was on the receiving end of that back in uh, 2004. So, yeah, I certainly know what it feels like to walk off uh, on your home ground having been beaten by the Blues, but... Um, I think what you said in your intro was absolutely bang on. It was a, a, a game of intense quality. Um, it had tempo, it had physicality, and of course it had drama as well. It wasn't an easy night for the Blues to get away with that uh, win that they haven't has been so elusive since 2004, but ultimately I think they thoroughly deserved it at the final whistle. Now, of course, at the end of the game, they, the Blues were even celebrating before the ball went into touch. You know, what was it mm-hmm. like being there, seeing them like celebrate? And I guess you could almost see that weight off their shoulders in a way. Yeah, look, I think the the relief was a big part of it. Um, they'd worked so hard throughout that game uh, to establish a good lead, uh, and then obviously the Crusaders, being the team that they are, they're, they're never going to go away. And you know, scoring those two tries in that last quarter, and then getting within. Um, you know, a, a scoring a try to win the game. Uh, they were defending their line uh, against relentless attack, uh, the Blues, and you could see that they were completely drained. They um, emptied their sub bench. They'd expended a lot of energy, and I think when they managed to dislodge the ball and still had to hang on to it for a sort of 30 second or 40 second period, uh, they were just, I guess, really keen to make sure that they could secure the game there. They didn't want to give the Crusaders another opportunity and uh, you're right they sort of started celebrating just a tad little bit too early um, but they they did enough to um, secure that ball kick it out and uh, then they could start celebrating for real 
Now, it was said just before that was the Blues' first win in Christchurch in 18 years, but the one stat I love bringing up is it's the Blues' first win over the Crusaders since Benji Marshall was on the team, which is just absolutely fascinating. But what did the Blues do? What did the Blues do differently compared to other times? You know, what was what was the turning point that got them over the line? Um, look, I just think they got themselves into the game nice and early. Like, they didn't sit back and wait for the Crusaders. Um, you know, the, the opening exchanges were were really intense. Both teams had opportunities to phase with the ball. What we saw in terms of quality was really good. Um, there, there wasn't, particularly in that first 60 minutes of the game, um, a great deal of aimless kicking. There wasn't, um, you know, the, the, the usual standard, I don't know, 10 to 12 box kicks. Both teams were quite prepared to carry the ball at each other and try and break down um, the respective defences. And, and, and because of that, I think, you know, the Blues got their, their, their arms um, I mean, their sleeves rolled up and got stuck into the game nice and early, which did them the world of good. And then getting, you know, uh, early points certainly helps as well. I thought they were quite methodical. They were the, clearly the better side in the first half. And I think going in, they probably should have been six points more up. But just two, two Stephen Petafetta uh, goals that he missed were quite crucial. It would have put them a little bit more further ahead than probably what they, you know, what, what showed on the scoreboard because I thought they were a better side than that. So, you know, that, that's the key. Um, you know, they kept, they were conspiring to make it difficult for themselves in that last quarter by kicking away a bit too much ball um, with the lead that they had. And when you do that against a dangerous side like the Crusaders, you're going to have a dramatic finish, which we got. Now, of course, early in the second half, uh, Scott Barrett was given a red card. How much did that impact the match? Well, it certainly had an impact, um, but I don't think it had as much of an impact as what the Blues would have liked. I mean, when you get that team down to, you know, a player being in the bin for 20 minutes. And at that stage, they still had uh, time time left um, also for David Harvey to get back on. So the Crusaders were reduced to 13 men. Um, you know, the Blues punched straight away and got a try off line out. They turned down a kickable three. So they, they showed real intent. Um, and that got them quite a comfortable lead on the scoreboard. But I thought then for the rest of the time that Scott Barrett was red-carded, they just went back to try and play territory. They, they knew that they had a good buffer on the scoreboard. And they kicked away a lot of possession. And, and that was position that up until that point they had been carrying and they had been uh, fracturing the, the, the defensive line of the Crusaders. But they they, they went into defensive mode and, uh, you know, it nearly cost them eventually. So, you know, I think when a player's in the bin, you've really got to go full on for that 20 minutes to maximise the most amount of points that you can get. I don't think they really did that. They didn't certainly get didn't get hurt. Um, by the fact that Crusaders reduced the man, but they didn't help themselves by not accumulating more points. Now, what were your thoughts on the Crusaders in that match? I know we did in the red uh, last week, and we had Daryl Gibson on there, and he kind of highlighted defense was you know one issue that Scott Robinson would be happy with. But were there any other issues that were highlighted or were exposed in that loss? Oh, look, I, th- I certainly thought that they were a bit of balance in the way that they played. Uh, I, I, a worrying sign for him will be that, you know, they, they do, when they decide to, to get their rhythm going, they do function really, really well off quick ball um, yeah, and, and they're very efficient at the breakdown. And I thought, particularly in the first half, they must have addressed it at half time. but for 40 minutes, they quite clearly lost the breakdown. And when you're losing the breakdown, it really um, disrupts your rhythm. And that'll be a concern for him because, you know, that was a very strong forward pack that he had. Uh, out there and an experienced one as well. But the Blues were just better in that area. They were better at counter-rucking. Um, they turned some ball over. They dislodged it. They made the Crusaders make errors. And, and that'll be a concern for 
Scott Robertson because they're a very good defensive side uh, and we've, we've seen that and that's what's been winning them games this season but we probably haven't seen their potency on attack just yet. We started to see a semblance of it last night but for it to really get going, they need that breakdown um, particularly when they've got the ball to be really effective and they need to get clean, quick ball and uh, for me in 40 minutes of rugby and possibly a little bit more at stages in the second half, they didn't win that area and ultimately that was quite costly. Now, you talk about like the breakdown on the ruck there. How good was Dalton Papali'i for the Blues? Yeah, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. You know, quite possibly one of the best uh, Super Rugby games he's ever played. And, and he led from the front, being the captain. You know, he was very, very pr- prominent in defence. Uh, scored a brilliant try. Um, times where he was working hard at the breakdown, you know, scrambling across uh, plenty of times to, to make cover tackles. It was just an all-round complete performance. And, 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 and to be totally honest, I thought it was really well balanced out. I thought that back row for the Blues was outstanding. Robinson, while, while he um, had his time on the field, put, put in plenty of hard work. And Flututu showed us a different side of his game, which complemented the way Papali'i was playing by uh, really stepping up physically. Some of the shots he put on last night was simply outstanding. So, yeah, I thought the, the loose forward trio in general, but led by Papali'i, who was outstanding, was very, very good for the Blues. And also, what about Bowden Barrett? You know, he, he started uh, last night and there's always the continued uh, Barrett-Mawanga debate. You know, how, mm. how much of his influence as well helped the Blues there? Oh, massive. You know, I thought the, the way that he controlled the game, uh, particularly in the first half, was, was, you know, a big part of why they were so successful. Um, you know, we, we know that the qualities that uh, Bowden Barrett's got, he's a dangerous player. Uh, but what I really liked was the fact that, uh, again, he, he was quite prepared to carry last night. And time and time again, we saw him carrying, you know, two to three metres off the break, uh, off the breakdown, um, getting a short pass from Christie, looking to use some footwork, put players into space. Um, the magic little touches that he had, he nearly created something off a kick forward out of nowhere, um, where he just, just got pipped at the post by the, by the ball. I think he had the speed to score it if the ball hadn't got away from him. Um, another little subtle moment where he brought in two defenders with a bit of footwork, show and go of the ball, and then put Papali'i away for his try. And then his break that led to Finley Christie's try. So think about all of those moments. He was very, very influential. Um, probably was guilty a little bit in that last 20 minutes as the game was in the balance of kicking the ball away a bit too much and a bit too early. Um, you know, tactically, he's got to be responsible for making sure that they don't give the game away in that last quarter. But you know, that really is nitpicking on a performance that was, which was very, very good. And, and the battle with Richie Moonga, who had his moments in that game too, was one of the, the ones the crowd came along to see. And both players didn't let us down. Yeah, and that one also for the Blues lifts them to the top of the Super Rugby Pacific standings uh, mm. at the moment. And the Crusaders are down in fourth uh, with their second loss of the season. And Justin, there are three more games to come uh, this round, so we'll quickly go through those here. Uh, this afternoon at 4.35pm, the Chiefs face Moana Pacifica. How do you see that one going? Yeah, well, I think the Chiefs really need to have a, a reset. Um, you know, since beating the Crusaders, they've gone quite com- comprehensively, I think, backwards. Uh, and they've started to struggle. They haven't been helped by injuries. Uh, they've, they've started to hurt, and their squad depth has been tested. But... I think if I know Clayton McMillan and the way that he coaches, he won't be happy with where they've been in the last month. Uh, I expect a, a reset today and a really strong performance against Moana Pacifica before they head to Australia and launch their assault on making those quarterfinals. And uh, they should win quite comfortably. And, uh, of course, you're heading down to Dunedin where the Highlanders face the Hurricanes. That one 
on our SENZ Super Rugby tipping comp, that's pretty 50-50 in terms of the way the punters are going. How do you see that one? Yeah, I saw it the same way, to be honest. I looked at it and I thought, bloody hell, can I get some guidance from the tipping? And uh, I didn't because, like you said, it was 50-50. I really like the side that Tony Brown's picked. Uh, I think they're much, much stronger. Um, They've got Solomona and uh, Umanga Jensen in the centres. So that's some real power in the midfield. Um, Obviously, Marty Banks' big selection at 10, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Uh, and I really like the loose board um, mix that he's picked. But you know, this Hurricane side, again, are a side that Jason Holland will be very well aware. Um, you know, have, have, haven't have had the greatest of months. They've been a little bit up and down. Um, they've showed the glimpses of how good they can be. Uh, you know, it's a really tough one to call. But I just think this is a real opportunity and momentum swing for the Highlanders to turn their season around before heading to Australia. If they don't win games like this, Ben, they're not going to make the quarterfinals. I think they're going to dig deep, see some Tony Brown magic coming out of the coaching box and maybe some innovation, and they'll get the job done just, just. Can I can I quickly get your thoughts on Marty Banks being picked at 10? Because I know Mitch Hunt has pretty much been there for the whole season, and of course now he's going to be coming off the bench, and this will also be mm-hmm. Marty Banks' 50th Super Rugby game. Yeah, I think it's just a freshen up, to be perfectly honest. Like, There's been a little bit of debate about Mitch Hunt um, and, his, and his consistency in his form this year. Uh, you know, It won't do him any, him any harm just to sit on the pine and think about the game in a different way and when he gets injected into it, um, how he can influence it and, and make an impact. Um, you know, very well aware that Marty Banks um, is, is a seasoned player who, who, who knows the requirements of how to, to, to be a general and, and make sure you're playing the right areas of the field, but Get the get the team's flow going, um, and uh, you know he, he's the type of player I think that could thrive in this environment. Uh, I think it's just an injection of something different um, for the team as well, a different voice, uh, and an opportunity for them to show the Hurricanes something that um, no other team has seen so far before. Before in terms of a combination with Aaron Smith, so expect Mitch Hunt to play a big part still. Um, but I think it's just again changing the picture a little bit because the Highlanders have been by their own admission, quite predictable in the way they've played this year. This will offer up something new. Good stuff. And uh, the last game this round is the Waratahs against the Western Force on our tipping site. Uh, 92% going with the Waratahs. Do you concur? No, I haven't. I've gone out on a limb because, you know, when you're desperate and you're not winning the competition, you've got to have to take the odd risk. So <laughs> I've decided that I quite like the way that the Force can produce that type of performance that can unsettle any side and... Uh, I'm predicting that um, the Waratahs, although they are a much more consistent side this year, might pay, might pay the penalty for that. So I've gone for the force. But um, everybody out there listening, if you think that that's a good pick, I don't know about that. It's a, it's a real gamble, to be perfectly honest, but we'll see how it goes. All right, Justin's gone out on the limb there. I'll be very interested to see what Daniel mm-hmm. and Grant have to say for that one. But Justin, thank you very much for your time. And uh, we look forward to hearing you on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run tomorrow with Ricardo. Yep, I agree with you, mate, Daniel, and uh, Grant won't won't enjoy that tip, so wish me luck. Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, you are correct, Justin Marshall. Uh, you are a thousand percent correct, even though that is uh, physically impossible. It's amazing. Can only be, you can only ever be a hundred percent. Is it not amazing how controversial he gets when he's not here to face <laughs> us? Oh, he was pretty controversial and fired up last week. He the was. anti-Morlite. <laughs> I, I did find it quite ironic that the uh, the, the Hurricanes uh, Blues, uh, sorry, Crusaders game last weekend ended on an attempted rolling more. That was was sacked apparently. Not that Sky Sport gave us any replays. Uh, I still don't know uh, what really happened in that final lineout, but I'll get over it. Um, as far as the Highlanders uh, 
Kane's pick as well. Ooh. We'll lock those in a little bit later. We'll see if there's any dissenting voices. You've heard Justin Marshall's picks. You've also heard his comments about that game. An instant classic? Is that the way we're... We're judging it. Let us know. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.